This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, welcome to the H Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow. This is Lynn Furrow, the founder of Summit Life Ministries. Our mission is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see our identity through God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles and faithful obedience. We press on together to do this, to follow the Lord, to seek after him and his heart and his will. And we've been talking about bringing our hearts to the Lord in prayer and seeing what his heart is instead of just our own heart. Yes, learning to pray with God, uh, not just praying to God. And uh, Carmen, you'll have to forgive me for my exuberance and my uh, joy in communicating some of this, but uh, I learn as I teach and, and seeds of truth that I'm learning as I study the scripture, you know, they, they begin to blossom in you internally. And so sometimes it just effervesces out of me because I enjoy communicating God's truth. Uh, and, and, you know, what I'm learning and growing in, I want to be able to help other people experience the joy in their salvation, mm-hmm. the richness, uh, the inheritance that we have in Jesus. I'm good with your effervescing. Okay. <laughs> That's better than being grumpy uh, and having grumpy pants on. No, the joy of the Lord truly is our, our strength, and there is a joy in our salvation and our walk with Him. Well, uh, welcome back to the Age Changer Show, as Carmen said, and I want us to just jump right in. And I made reference to a passage of Scripture, but I didn't give you the address, but I want us to go back uh, to the well of this Scripture and, and, and draw a little more deeply out of it. And I talked in the last episode how that I need to understand that God is at work. So the circumstances that may be confusing me right now in my life or that I lack understanding or, or my perspective is limited. And, and so if I frame my prayer to God based out of my understanding, I'll end up missing uh, God's will. I, I will miss his purpose being worked in these circumstances or through the lives of the people that I have a burden for because James said this. He said, uh, many times you receive not because you ask not, mm-hmm. but then there is a secondary danger in prayer yeah. that if you are asking, you can totally miss the mark of what you should be asking for. Mm -hmm. So we really want to pray with God and allow that process of integrating God's word into our prayer life, praying God's word back to him, familiarizing ourselves with the heart and the mind of God, the ways of God. And then out of our interaction with God, then answers to prayer that are in revelatory form. And by that, I mean that God will begin to show us what his desire is, what his will is. He'll begin to show us what the answer is going to look like and what he is going to do and how he's going to do it. 
it will first come to us in a, in a way in which God reveals to us his heart. And then we begin to simply mirror back to God what he is revealing to us. And we, it is as if God is saying, this is what I'm going to do. And, and we say our prayer then is a yes and amen. I'm in agreement with you, God. Do this. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. But we're, we're not just saying that in a generic way with a generic phrase used in the Lord's Prayer. No, we begin to see what the kingdom and its coming into that circumstance looks like. We begin to see how God wants to express that his power, his glory, his might, his character, his nature in that situation. We begin to see what his will would look like as it takes shape and form in those circumstances. And we begin to declare it. We begin to profess it. We begin to confess it. We begin to pray into that and say, God, let this align up to that reality which you want to bring into the earth. But if I think that God is disinterested in my circumstances, or I think that God is busy working over there, but he's not at work in my life, or because I don't see how he's working, then I could get discouraged. But the truth of it is, is found in John chapter five, verse 17. It says, but Jesus answered them, my father is working until now. And, and basically he was saying, my father has always been working. He is still at work and he will continue to always work according to the good pleasure of his will until all that he desires to accomplish in his purpose is completed and consummated. So it is of a great uh, rest to us and a, and, a, and a great comfort to us mm -hmm. to know that God is working in my life. He has not given up. You know, he, he is, is not said, boy, this is a too big of a job for me. <laughs> Lynn Furrow is too big of a job for me. No, God says, Lynn, your, your little life, you know, doesn't even cause me to break a sweat. Let me get to work at you. If you will cooperate, I can, I can do what I want to do much quicker. <laughs> if you will just align your heart with mine yeah. and you will let me do uh, what I desire to do. So let's go on and read in John chapter five, verse 19. And this becomes a principle and a pattern that we have as sons and daughters of God, because we understand that Jesus as the son was revealing to us the father because of his unique relationship to the father as the only begotten. But we also know that he was showing us a gateway into experience in bringing other sons and daughters into glory right. and into that same type of relationship that he has with the father. Again, not to digress, but just think my relationship, your relationship with God, the father has an equivalency with the relationship that Jesus has with the father. And that's why John 17, Jesus prayed that prayer. He said, Father, 
I pray that the way that you have loved me, that they would know that type of love in the same way. And so there is this, there, there is no wall, there's no barrier, there's no distance or disconnection in how God wants to relate to me. He wants to relate to me and have a relationship just like he has with Jesus. And so if there is distance and disconnection, it's my issues, whether it's fear issues or whether it's shame issues uh, or, or rejection issues, uh, whether I have defined God and distorted his image and his character and thinking God couldn't like me, love me, accept me, I've got to get over me. And I have got to understand that Jesus as a forerunner has made a new and a living way to where I have access to God as my father. So when Jesus talks about the father's relationship with him, I need to pay very close attention to those words because they establish a pattern for me, mm -hmm. for my relationship with God. I don't just read them and go, man, I, Jesus had such a wonderful relationship with the father and that's unique and distinct and there's no way I could ever touch into those types of depths of relationship and intimacy and communication. No, Jesus is saying, I want to show you how the family of God, the sons and daughters of God, can know God as their father. So here is a, here's a pattern of sonship. Here's a pattern of how God communicates and desires to relate to his family. So this is, this is what Jesus said in verse 19 of John chapter five. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, and, and when you hear those two words where Jesus says, truly, truly, he's saying, if anything is true, this is true. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. Pay close attention to what I'm about to say because, you know, there, there, are, there are many, many, many great truths, but this is one of the greatest that I could ever share with you. So if Jesus is saying truly, truly, if anything is true, this is true. Or out of all the truths that I could share, this one you really need to get. Mm -hmm. He says this, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. This goes back to the principle of praying with God. Jesus said, this is not about getting my will validated by God and me saying, God, I need you to make my will a reality. So when I teach on the Lord's Prayer, and I did this a couple of weeks ago, that phrase, let your kingdom come and your will be done. You know, sometimes carnal Christians, we're, we're pretty sneaky. And we can mouth biblical things, but the motivation of our heart is different, and so we say things, but yet the motivation is different than the confession. And so we me-center truth, take truth that should be God-centered, we me-center it, reinterpret it, and so many Christians that pray, Father, let your kingdom come, let your will be done in the earth, as it is in heaven. We're actually saying, let the weight, the power, <laughs> the glory of your kingdom come to bear 
in my life so that you will assist me in the building of my kingdom. Uh, so that your will can reinforce and enforce what I want to have happen. Because I think, me and you think alike, and I want you to do what I want you to do. And so even though we sound spiritual and saying, let your kingdom come and let your will be done, we've got to make sure the motivation of our heart is not let your kingdom come and we need you to bring your will to enforce my will mm -hmm. because I want you to assist me in establishing my purpose. So Jesus said in this passage of scripture, he said, I don't want to do what I want to do. I don't even want you to come and help me do what I want to do. He says this, he says, the son can do nothing of his own accord. So many people do not receive answers to prayer and then they get disappointed with God when really the issue was what they wanted God to do for them. They were trying to have God enforce their will and their desire. And, and, and Jesus just said, as the son, I don't want to do my own will but I want to be in union and in unison with the Father. And I want to have a dependency and a, an alignment and a relationship with him where my will in the earth is an expression of the Father's heart and will because I am submitted and yielded to him. Can I add a little something? Absolutely. <clears throat> this reminds me, and, it, and it, I feel like it ties back into some foundation things when people first give their life to the Lord and they think like salvation, that it's this decision. I gave my life to the Lord. And then usually they just take it right back. So instead of saying my life doesn't belong to me anymore, your life is supposed to be lived in me. Your will be done. They go, I give my life to you. I invite you into my life mm -hmm. to make my life super instead of, I yield my life, live your life in me. And I think there's a foundational thing that people, because they've um, misplaced that truth. Yeah, Rick Joyner said it this way so powerfully. He said, many American Christians have had a form of the gospel and an American form of the gospel. And the gospel that is being preached today is that Jesus can help you with your troubles. Instead of Jesus being your savior to deliver you from Satan, sin, and yourself. And so we've got to go back to a Christianity that is rooted in the reality of the word that Jesus is saying to us to receive his life. I must lay my life down just yeah. as he laid down his life to release his life to me. He is saying, whoever comes after me. Let him disown himself, lay his life down. And in exchange for that, he will give you a life transfusion. He will give mm, you his life. And so Jesus went on to say in John chapter 19, he says, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, that the son does likewise. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And listen to this, Carmen. And greater works than these will he show him 
so that you may marvel. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple truth principles I want to give here. Number one, it shows that God is desiring to show his sons and daughters what he's doing. And if a son will come to the father and saying, I want to know what you're doing. I want to know where you're working. How are you working this out? Show me, uh, you know, your activity and what you're working behind the scenes. Jesus said the father is desiring mm -hmm. instead of a son coming and saying, hey, I need you to get over here and get to work and I need you to do this for me. He said, no, the son who does not want to do his own will, but desires to work alongside the father in what the father is doing. He said, the father will show him all things that he is doing. So this has an ability and a means to increase to the highest level possible how we're getting answers to prayer. When we learn to pray with God and not just pray to God, all of a sudden, the, the, the measure of how we, and the metrics of how we, we, we measure how effective our prayer is, is going to start going off the charts because when we pray according to his will, when we're praying with God and not just to him, to have him you know, do our agenda, he is going to answer prayers because our prayer is taking the form of his will. And then it says there's going to be an ever-growing dimension of answers to prayer because it says the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing and greater works than these will he show him. So if I'm faithful, if I begin to learn to pray with God and I'm, I'm faithful in saying, Lord, I, I lay aside every agenda, every preconceived idea of what I think that you want to do here. I really say, not my will, but your will be done. I know that your will will be best, even though I may under, not understand how, how uh, it's all going to work out. But I believe that you are working and I believe that you know how to work and that the outcome of your work is going to be beautiful in its time. He said this, he said, greater works would become manifest as we come in alignment with his will. So what an exciting thing for you and I to know that we can go on a prayer journey with God mm -hmm. and that as God trusts us, with an understanding of his will mm -hmm. and what he's doing and how he's working, that God says, now I, I can use you not only to, to change your family, to change your life. Not only can I now trust you to show you how I wanna work this out and have you begin to mirror back to me what I'm saying and what I'm doing, but now I'm going to allow you to work with me to change a city, to change a region, to change a nation, to change the world. Greater works. I want you to get that. How many of you want to, we've, we've longed to, to see, you know, greater works. Oh God, show us the greater works. 
Well, the greater works start with learning to pray with God mm -hmm. and pray according to his will. Now, I want to finish this episode today by having us go over to uh, 1 John chapter 5. And uh, the Apostle John poignantly and specifically lays this uh, principle down yeah, in, a, in a clear plainness in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. And I'm going to read verse 13 uh, to start out with. He said, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know, that you may know that you have eternal life. And the result of you knowing that you have life in the Son, mm -hmm. that you have a relationship with God as our Father and that you are now adopted into his family and that you are sharing the life of God. He said, this is the confidence then when we know that we have uh, the God kind of life, we know that we have life in the Son, eternal life. This is the confidence that we have towards him. When, when we know our relationship with God and how God has oriented us to him in his son, who we are in him, to him, mm -hmm. it leads to a confidence towards him. But the confidence is not me to come boldly with great assurance to tell God a piece of my mind. Right. No, it's for God to give me a piece of his mind. <laughs> For him to reveal his will to me, for him to sh disclose to me what he's doing and where he's working and how he is working in a certain given situation. And it says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So if I'm going to frame a petition, because God wants me to ask, but he also wants me to ask not missing his heart, not missing his desire, not missing his will, but he wants me to align my petition as I spend time with him and I pray his word back to him. There is this, this understanding that begins to grow in my heart and mind. Oh, this is what you're at work doing. Oh, I see now, I see now <laughs> what you're saying to me. I see what you, you have been doing. Uh, forgive me, I got in your way, didn't I? And then he says, now, now that you see and that you know and you understand what I'm doing, now ask me. Now ask me because I want you to, to, to frame your request mm -hmm. around an understanding of my will and my purpose according to how I'm working. And he said that if we would do that, he said, if we ask according to his will, not only he hears us, but yeah. if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. I don't have to say, please, pretty please, <laughs> would you do that for me, Lord? He goes, granted. I finally have a partner who is asking that my son's glory be revealed in this situation, that the kingdom is going to come 
and that my will is going to be done in this situation. Well, guys, I love you. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Age Changer Show. We hope that these things are a good encouragement to you, but also bring insight and understanding of what it's like to have life in the sun. If you could, please like and share this video so others can hear the word also. If you have any questions or any comments, please share them with us. We'd like to hear from you and interact with you as well. If you have any questions, you can go to summitlifeministries.com and find out more. Thank you. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.